Hey everyone, thank you for taking time to listen to Fresh Focus. My name is Lauren Hawking and I will be your host today. Today we will be mixing it up again and doing another Fresh Focus Rewind episode. So let's take a moment to turn back time. Since Series 2, Episode 10 on lactation, a big change has happened personally as our family has welcomed a new baby, and I'm now in the middle of another breastfeeding journey with my third baby. Even though I worked on this episode originally and have heard it many times, now it all hits more closely to home. Because no matter whether it's your first baby or your fourth baby or more, each breastfeeding experience is different and has its own set of challenges and triumphs. So maybe you're like me and now you have a new baby and breastfeeding relationship that you're navigating, or maybe you know someone or have someone in your family that maybe didn't need lactation information when the episode originally aired, but now you do. If so, this rewind is for you. Please feel free to share this episode with anyone you know. As a parent in the trenches with you, I know how helpful it can be to have reminders and reassurance that you're doing a great job, and I feel like that's what this episode brings. So sit back and enjoy a trip down memory lane with us today, and please stay tuned for more great episodes of Fresh Focus. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, rate the series, and leave a review. Thanks. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Fresh Focus, a podcast where we are giving you nutrition tips and tricks in between our visits. I'm Lauren, one of your Marion VA Healthcare System registered dietitians. I'm so excited to have Caitlin, a new mama of two, join me today in an interview. But first, we will answer some common nutrition and breastfeeding questions. Before we dive in, as members of the Marion VA Healthcare System, we will pause to recognize the empty chair. Acknowledging an empty chair in the room reminds us each and every day that we not only serve the veterans that walk through our doors, but the ones that are no longer here to speak their voice. Breastfeeding can be an awesome bonding experience with your baby. Although it provides them with great nutrition, we understand it can also be overwhelming, frustrating, and bring up many questions for mamas and their support systems. So whether you are thinking of breastfeeding, a seasoned breastfeeding mom, or a support system, we are here today to answer five common nutrition breastfeeding questions. Our first question is, do I need to maintain a specific kind of diet while breastfeeding? The short answer is no, but eating healthy is important all the time as we learned in this series. Eating a balanced diet is especially important when we are growing a new life inside of us during pregnancy, and it's equally important when breastfeeding, but maybe not for the reasons that you might think. Eating healthy really does not affect the quality of the nutrients in your breast milk, but it is so important for new moms to be eating healthy to maintain energy levels. Hello, lack of sleep from midnight feedings. In order to take the best care of your baby, You have to take care of yourself as well, which includes eating a well-balanced diet. Listen back to our previous series on the Healthy Plate Method for balanced diet tips. Typically, it's recommended that nursing moms continue to take the prenatal vitamin that they have taken during pregnancy as kind of an insurance policy in case they aren't able to get adequate vitamin and mineral intake. 
However, that isn't a replacement for trying to make sure that you get in lots of fruits and veggies. If you have specific supplement questions, it's best to discuss those with your primary care provider or a registered dietitian near you. In general, you should simply listen to your body and eat when you're hungry. Ideally, you would follow the healthy plate method, which would provide you with the nutrients and calories that you need. When exclusively nursing a young baby, it's very common to feel hungry much of the time. Moms of older babies may feel hungrier when baby temporarily increases his or her milk intake, for example, during a growth spurt. During these times, feel free to incorporate more frequent meals and snacks while trying to include lots of nutrient-dense foods like fruits and vegetables. Our second question is, what do I need to maintain a good milk supply? You may hear about supplements and foods that may assist in increasing milk supply, but the bottom line is that we don't really have solid evidence that these actually help. So the best plan of action would be to consult with a lactation consultant to discuss your specific case before trying any supplements. It may be a surprise to you, but the most important things that you can do to ensure a good milk supply aren't even foods. And I have three tips to help with establishing and ensuring a good milk supply. Before diving in, I want to remind you that sometimes moms may think their supply is low because of pumping output, or if baby is extra fussy, or feeding very frequently. It's important to remember that these things do not always indicate a low supply. So if you're concerned with your milk supply, try these tips while you look for a lactation consultant in your area. Number one tip is early initiation of breastfeeding. The sooner the better after delivery that you can get baby latching will help signal your body that it needs to start the milk production. Many hospitals even have lactation consultants available to come see you as shortly after delivery as you would like. They're a huge help in watching the baby during a feeding and making recommendations on different positions or things to try. Tip number two, breastfeeding is all about supply and demand. The more often and consistently that you're nursing, pumping, and emptying your breast signals your body to make milk in order to replace what has left your body. This is especially exhausting in the first six weeks of baby's life because feedings could happen every two hours around the clock. But this can really vary based on your milk production and how efficient your baby or your pump is at emptying your breast. Tip number three may be the hardest to follow, but it is so important. Try to manage and reduce your stress. I know, I know. Cue the eye rolls. I'm fine! It's coming out all loud and squeaky because really, I'm fine. You have a lot going on in those first few weeks of a baby's life, and lots of those things can increase your stress. Managing your stress is so important because if you are stressed, it can affect your letdown reflex, and if you're not having good letdowns, then it can affect your milk supply. Your baby can also sense your stress level, so relaxing as much as possible can benefit baby too. Question number three, are there any foods I should avoid while breastfeeding? There are no foods that a mama should avoid strictly because she is breastfeeding. Now this would only change if you notice a reaction in your baby. 
Some people might notice that their baby spits up more or is gassy when they may have eaten a certain kind of food. If you notice this to be the case, you may want to limit that food or reduce the amount that you eat. But this is very unique to each baby and mama and is another decision that you as the parent will have to make for your family. Something I was told during my journey is that moms shouldn't eat spicy or gas-producing foods because this will upset baby's stomach. But this is not generally true. There are many cultures where spicy food is the norm, and there have been no studies to show babies whose moms eat this way have more problems with fussiness or gas. Breast milk is made from what passes from mom's blood, not what is in her stomach or GI tract. So even a food that mom eats gives her gas, it will not pass that on to the baby. Question number four, what or how much should I drink while breastfeeding? You'll hear many varying opinions on how much fluid you should drink while breastfeeding. However, research indicates that you do not need a higher level of fluids while breastfeeding. Typically, I encourage patients to drink half of their body weight in ounces of water. So if you weigh 150 pounds, that would be 75 ounces of water per day. Definitely, we recommend most fluids you take in to be plain water, but just because you're breastfeeding doesn't mean that's all you can drink. After you have limited things like caffeine and alcohol for almost 9 to 10 months of pregnancy, moms often might look forward to that first glass of wine or non-decaf latte postpartum only to feel like they aren't able to have either because they're breastfeeding. This is not necessarily true. Caffeine will not decrease milk supply, but there is some evidence indicating babies can be affected by drinking highly caffeinated drinks like coffee. This is likely to be less of an issue the older your baby gets. Newborns have a harder time metabolizing caffeine compared to older infants. If you notice changes in your baby after having caffeine, try eliminating it and see if there's a difference for you and your baby. There's no specific limit on how much is too much for caffeine, and some sources recommend to stay below 3 to 500 milligrams per day. Watch your baby's reaction to caffeine and decide what amount, if any, is best for you both. Now as for alcohol, the American Academy of Pediatrics statement on breastfeeding notes that ingestion of alcoholic beverages should be minimized and limited to an occasional intake and no more than 0.5 grams alcohol per kilogram of body weight. So for a 60 kilogram mom or about 120 pounds, that would be two ounces of liquor or eight ounces of wine or two beers. Nursing should take place two hours or longer after the alcohol intake to minimize its concentration in ingested milk. There's no need to pump and dump after drinking alcohol other than for mom's comfort. Bumping and dumping won't speed up the elimination of the alcohol from your milk. However, if you drank too much to cause you to feel disoriented, then you should not feed baby until you feel sober. And if possible, then you should pump and dump to help maintain your milk supply so you're not skipping feedings. Again, this is a personal decision for each mom. We recommend discussing this with your child's pediatrician, lactation consultant, or primary care provider. Our fifth and final question is, can I diet while breastfeeding? Breastfeeding moms, on average, burn two to 500 calories per day more than what you needed to maintain your pre-pregnancy weight. 
So keep that in mind, even without a weight loss program, you are burning extra calories. Counting calories is rarely necessary unless you are having problems maintaining a healthy weight. Some moms may find that if they cut calorie intake too much, that may lead to a dip in milk production. So proceed with caution when cutting calories. This is not to say that it is not possible to cut calories and lose weight while breastfeeding, but you will just need to watch your baby's wet and dirty diapers or your pumping output to make sure you aren't cutting calories too low. In addition, frequent breastfeeding and nursing baby longer than six months can increase mom's weight loss. However, this is really individualized. I know with my first baby while I was breastfeeding, I was able to get to my pre-pregnancy weight pretty quickly, but with my second baby while I was breastfeeding, I carried the 5 to 10 extra pounds and I was not able to lose it until I quit nursing. So if the second case is you and you're not feeling so great about your weight, remember your body has done some amazing things in carrying baby and now feeding baby. The old saying, the days are long but the years are short, is completely true for pregnancy and breastfeeding. Even though you fill all 24 hours in the day, at some point, your nursing journey will come to an end. We wanted you to hear from someone who is currently nursing, and I'm excited to share with you an interview I did with Caitlin, who's in the middle of her own breastfeeding journey and was actually nursing her sweet baby while we chatted. Let's take a listen. Welcome, Caitlin. Can you give us a little intro and tell us about yourself? So my name is Caitlin Williford. I am 30 years old. I have been married to my husband for five years. We have technically been together for 14. We have two amazing children, Waylon, who just turned two, and Bella, who is almost seven weeks old. I am employed at the Marion VA in the cardiac cath lab. I've been there for close to two years, but I have worked cath lab um, since 2013. Great. Thanks again for taking the time to join us. So you shared with me that you just had your second baby. Congrats, by the way. And you nursed with both. How has your journey with nursing baby number two been different from baby number one? Yes, this time has been different. With Waylon, not only was I a first-time mom, but he was also a preemie. And the recommendations at the time was for me to wake him up every two hours to eat. So that is what we did. It became exhausting. I felt that as soon as we would finish, it was time to start all over again. This time I am more relaxed and I let her tell me when she's hungry. I don't try to force feed her every two hours like I did with my first child. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate your honesty. Looking back on all you've learned, are there any tips that you could share for a mom who's completely new to nursing or maybe planning on trying? So a friend and a coworker at the time once told me that the first two weeks are the hardest. You and the baby are still adjusting to each other and this is all new. But if you can push through those two weeks, it will get easier. And that is true. I would recommend buying the lanoloin cream and applying it every time after you nurse to prevent your nipples from becoming sore or cracked at first. If you are wanting to build a freezer stash, invest in a hocket. It is a silicone, a silicone pump that you attach to the opposite breast while nursing, and it will catch your lap, lap down. That way you can freeze it once you get enough instead of wasting it or wearing it. Great tips. I also use the lanolin and it helped a ton in those early days before my milk came in. I think these tips are going to be so helpful for other moms. 
Do you have any advice for a nursing or pumping mom who will soon be pumping at work? So you need to invest in a good pump and a cord for the car. I typically pump on the way to work, so I start my day empty, so I don't have to pump as soon as I get to work. If you don't have a place or time to wash off your parts, rinse them off and place them in a Ziploc baggie and place it in the fridge. You also need to invest in a lunchbox and an ice pack to keep the milk cold on the way home. I found that Target sells a Medela brand ice pack. Make sure you are drinking plenty of water, eating meals and snacks. When I went back to work, I wasn't snacking or drinking enough. My supply did drop, but once I figured out, I started packing my own snacks that were quick and easy, but healthy for me. These are awesome practical tips. Thank you. Was there anything you did meal planning wise to prepare for welcoming another baby into your home? I planned on meal prepping. I made my list and my grocery list, but due to COVID, not all the items I needed were available. So I skipped out on that idea. I did make lactation cookies ahead of time and rolled them and froze the dough. I did make a list of easy go-to meals that don't require a lot of prep or time. I also try to cook in large portions now so I can freeze leftovers or eat them for lunch the next day. I love that. That list of easy go-to meals and using leftovers would be great no matter where you are in your breastfeeding journey. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for joining us and sharing your experiences and advice. And thank you to everyone for tuning in to this episode of Fresh Focus. We hope you'll join us again soon.